Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. If you would stand with me, please. I'm throwing a little curve here. I want everyone to sing one more Christmas carol with me. Um, Julia, I want you to lead a little bit of Oh Come All Ye Faithful. And um, that's what my title of my sermon is. And um, again, I'm throwing a little curve to them. But we'll get one more in, okay? How about that? Sing it out now. sung that song pretty much ever since I can remember. If I didn't know the words, I'd fake it. But I guess I never paid attention to the faithful. And the faithful are you and I. Not just the wise men and the shepherds back in that time. This song is saying, come all ye faithful. And I, I if I had time Honestly, if I had time, if I've, I've said this for years, if I really had time to write a book, probably the first book I would write is on faithfulness. I have pastored for over 40 years. <clears throat> I have counseled with couples who would try to find the love language between the husband and the wife. And uh, I'd hear a wife say, well, he doesn't speak my language. And I'd hear a husband say, she don't know my love language. I want to tell you what God's love language is. Faithfulness. It is. Now, I'm going to tell you, God loves a cheerful giver. The Bible says that. But I, if you want God to get excited about you, be, become faithful. I mean, it just warms him. The people that I have observed through my pastoral experience that are faithful, blessings come their way. I mean, God just opens up the window of, he of heaven and starts pouring out blessings. And uh, that my sermon isn't just on faithfulness, but I want you to understand the seriousness of this message today. I'm trying to jumpstart you into a new realm of 2020, understanding what his love language will be towards you. Now, you might say, well, uh, and let, let me just say this very quickly before I read my text. 
what hinders a lot of people from being faithful is they listen to the lies that the devil offers. That's just the bottom line. Uh, we do whatever that we want to do. Someone say amen. amen. Now, I just want to tell you, if you wanted to go buy the most expensive Mercedes there was on the market, if you really wanted to do that, you'd find the money. You might say, not on my budget. Listen, I've seen people who didn't have furniture in their house that drove a Mercedes because that's what they wanted. Do I need to keep going? So the devil likes to tell us what we can't do and tell us why we can't be faithful. Boy, I, I'm trying to get to my text, so y'all just help me here. Boy, it's going to be a long one, huh, preacher? I don't think so, but we'll see. <laughs> I've seen people who, I can't be faithful because of my children. That's a horrible, 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 horrible thing to say. And you better hope that that hindrance is never removed from you. Well, I, I, I can't be faithful because of my job. Uh, you, you, you might want to say, Lord, help me to find a job. Don't take that one away from me. Amen? I'd rather be poor as dirt and make it to heaven than have a load of money and a good job. Amen? I could preach there for a little bit. We do what we want to do, but I want you to do it out of love, not out of fear. I do not serve God because of fear. I serve him because I love him. He's been so good to me. So good to me. So I can't help but give him the best. Now, the scripture tells us in Matthew 25, verse 21. His Lord said unto him, well done. Everyone say, well done. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Brother Dylan, what a day that will be when Almighty God says, well done, faithful. God right there in that scripture could have put just about any term. He could have said, well done, good singer. Well done, good preacher. Well done, and greeter, usher. He said, faithful, because that's his love language. Well done, faithful. Do you understand that God loves faithful? And one day he's going to say, enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen. Praise be to God. Father God, we come to you. First off, right at the beginning, we repent for every time that we've not been faithful. 
Every time that we've given you second best, every time that we have just been slack. And I pray, dear God, that you would now forgive us. And I ask, dear Lord, that as we move forward, that we would love you and, and cherish you and serve you in faithfulness and make you happy. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. God bless you. The word faithful means loyal, constant, steadfast. Now, when I was getting married, one of the things I didn't look for is a woman who didn't want to be faithful. Amen? In fact, we stood before God and a host of people, and we made a vow that we would be faithful to each other. That's part of it. But somehow in Christianity, we seem to lose the importance of faithfulness. Being true blue. Now, I know this sermon's gonna be a little tough, but bear with me because I'm not trying to hammer anyone. I just want you to understand that I believe Christians or professing Christians more and more are cheating. Stepping out. Prostituting themselves. Oh, it's going to be one of those mornings, huh? Do, do you understand what I'm saying? We dance with the Lord on Sunday. And we dance with the devil whenever our friends are around. We sing glory hallelujah when everyone else is singing glory hallelujah. But when the pressure is on, we act a different way. That's called being unfaithful. It, 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 it's becoming more and more that we Christians are trying to be like the world. We Christians are afraid for someone to look at us and call us a Christian. I want you to hear me. I'm not trying to be an alarmist, but I am trying to tell you the absolute truth. There is an, an all-out war that is being waged in our world and in our country, one nation under God. And the attack is on Christians. Our morals, our principles, what we believe in is being attacked. It's happening in our government. It's happening in our schools. It's happening in our neighborhoods. And I wish if I, honestly, if I had about three hours, I might would bore you to death, but I would hammer that point home. We're living in a world that's very different than what many of us grew up in. We're living in a world now that is attacking what we hold dear and we think it's just going to keep going because we're good Christians. We think it's going to keep going because we have a church. We think that we are under attack for what we stand for. You're going to hear it more and more. 
you're going to hear of it let me tell you churches are being attacked right now in ways I talked to an attorney a church attorney just recently he's a church of God uh, legal counsel and one of the things he was sharing is the attack that is coming through the judicial system it's coming through the government and it's already coming down the pike it just hasn't made it to the public yet we, we are right now under attack that we don't even realize and yet still we sit back and whatever the flow is we roll with the flow it's called being unfaithful now I'm going to get off of this in just a minute but I need every person that hears me today, whether you're here or watching online, I need for you to ask God to give you a backbone. Come on. I'm not talking about being Republican, Democrat, Independent. I'm talking about being Christian. Amen. And, and, and let, let me just go ahead and throw this out there. The, the world right now, Lord, I feel the anointing right now. The world is trying to divide the church with Republican, Democrat, and Independent. That's what the world's trying to do. They're trying to make us take sides. I want to tell you, I already took sides. You want to know what my side is? My side is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. My side is what thus saith the word of God. I've already taken my side. If the Republicans line up with it, good. If the Democrats line up with it, good. But if they don't, I've already taken my side. And I don't intend to back down. Come on now. Lord, help me. What is so serious about being faithful is you and I are going to have the same opportunity if time stands that Simon Peter had. Simon Peter saw him raise the dead. Simon Peter saw him walk on water. Simon Peter saw him feed the thousands. Simon Peter was right there, right in the midst of the ministry. And then the pressure came. You're one of his disciples. Oh, no, I'm not. That was the great Simon Peter. So much that he cursed. I don't know the man. I'm not associated with him. And I wonder today how many people who profess to be Christians across America, when it comes to standing up for the word of God, would say, yes, I stand firm. Yes, I believe what the Bible says. Yes, it might not be popular. Yes, it may not be what the, the, uh, the government is saying or the, the intellectuals are saying, but I choose to believe what thus saith the word of God. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful. You might say, well, people will think I'm mean. Yeah, they will. People will think that I'm not a nice person. That's true. They don't think you're a nice person now. If you're a Christian, they don't think you're nice. 
See, we've been labeled as bigots. We've been labeled as all types of negative words. That's what they're calling us right now. Why? Because we choose to believe what the Bible says. So you might as well go ahead and wear it. You might as well go ahead and stand up for it because one day you and I are going to stand before God and God is not going to ask you, uh, were you politically correct? God's not going to say, well done, you skirted the issues. Well done, you double talked. Well done, you did enough to get by. You didn't hurt anyone's feelings. He's going to say, well done thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm gonna make you ruler over many. Let me give you some scriptures real quick. We have a beautiful example of faithfulness. God said in Philippians chapter four, verse 19, but my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse 20. It says, for all the promises of God in him are yea and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. So simply God is not wishy-washy. God is not a, a, a wonderful God today, an okay God tomorrow and whatever the next day. We've got a God who is constant. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20 says, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Do you understand that he is constantly going to be there with you? In Psalms 9 and 9, the psalmist put it this way, the Lord also will be a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. In Psalms 18 and verse 2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and, in, and the horn of my salvation. Man, that psalmist must have been feeling the anointing when he was writing that one. He, let, let me say that one again. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. He's my rock in whom I take uh, refuge, my shield. He's the horn of my salvation. Oh, glory to God. Now, the psalmist was singing that. I, I can just imagine, man, he, he probably said, we got to repeat the course on that. Sing it again, sing it again, sing it again. Because when you start talking about God's promises and his faithfulness, and we have a faithful God. He is faithful through thick and thin, rain or sunshine, storms or calm. God is constant. God is immutable. Understand this, that immutable means that he is unchanging. The same God that he was before time is the same God he is today. Amen. Now that's a good thing. I, I have a friend of mine, and I still consider him my friend, but I don't ever know what, what friend I'm going to meet. You ever had someone like that? I, I'll walk up to him and I'll say, hey, how you doing? And he might talk to me, he might not. The next time, he embraces me and acts like I'm his long lost best friend. I don't ever, I, he's my friend, but it's weird. That's weird. How would you like to go to the altar 
And one, God, one time God bless you and the next time you don't feel anything. One time he touches you, next time he, 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 won't, he won't have anything to do with you. That's not our God. Our God is immutable. Our God is unchanging. Our God is constant. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Someone say amen. Now, how was God faithful in the past? Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 21 Nehemiah was recounting to God and he said yea 40 years I want y'all to really pay attention to this yea 40 years you sustained them in the wilderness they lacked nothing their clothes did not wear out and their feet did not swell man think about that for 40 years, 40 years, um, I, I, w I wish I could, I, I don't see a child in here right now, but I, I just want you to get a picture. Little child has on its little clothes there, and they're walking through the wilderness. 10 years go by, and that child went from here to here. And you walk up and you go, wow, little Johnny has really grown. So has his clothes. Think about it. That's amazing. For 40 years, his clothes didn't wear out. I don't believe they were going around in shorty shorts, in mini skirts. In tattered clothes. God sustained them. Think about it. For 40 years. And it says that their feet didn't swell. For 40 years they were walking around in a hot desert. In a wilderness. And, and in that God was helping them. Sustaining them. Raining down food from heaven. Keeping enemies away from them. Uh, God just had it all planned. And he's immutable. He's still a God that can sustain us. I've got to testify. I've got to testify. I told you I believe in divine favor. I, I believe. Let me, let me tell you. Some people think if they pay tithes. They always just want money back. If that's all you're wanting back, you, you're shortchanging yourself. You, you're giving yourself, uh, you, you're cutting yourself out. But I, I believe, I, I might have a flat tire when I go to leave here. But I, I believe that God is able to help your car to last longer. Your tires to last longer. I, I believe he's able to help your washing machine last longer, your dishwasher. I, 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 now, I believe that. If you don't believe that, then you go ahead and pay your repairs and do all that you want to do on your stuff. But I believe that God is able to do the same thing that he did back then that he does. He can do it today. I, I remember I, w I went to go get tires on my car and back then you used to have how many of you remember uh safety inspections on cars yeah well anyway these tires had gone about 10 or 15,000 miles past what they were supposed to you know they have like 50,000 60,000 and 
I looked at it and I thought, well, you know, they don't have quite enough tread to comfort me. And, and, and I, I was getting a price and the guy said, well, these are past inspection. He said, how long you had them? I said, as long as I've had the car. He said, that's amazing. And I said, yes, it is. <laughs> Amen. Now, see, during that time, uh, buying a set of tires was, was going to be a major, major investment for me. I, but God knew that I needed those tires to last. And, and I just want to tell you, uh, when, when we start declaring plenty, when we start declaring the faithfulness of God, I want you to start believing that God is going to sustain you and he's going to bless you and God is going to keep you just like he did the children of Israel. He doesn't love them any more than he loves us. Amen. Elijah, God told him to go and hide out by a brook. He needed food. He needed provision. And God sent ravens to go pick up the food and deliver it to Elijah two times, morning and evening. He got curb service at the Raven Creek Inn. <laughs> he got food. Now, I, I tell you, I, I just have a wild imagination, and I've preached this before, but my goodness, I just wonder if some dear saint of God was overcooking, and, and the Lord just impressed on them, cook a little extra. So they cook a little bit extra, uh, throw another piece of meat on there, and they cooked it up, and a little bit, here comes a raven, grabs hold of it, flies, and, and, and drops it off right at the uh, the brook where, where Elijah was. There you go. And then raven talk. I'll see you later on today. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Do you understand? However it happened, God had curb service, delivery, takeout was provided. And if he can do it for Elijah, he can do it for us. The three Hebrew boys, they needed a shield. And in the midst of the fire, God didn't just send them in there and say, go get them, boys. But the Bible says the fourth one was like the Son of God went in there and said, I'm not going to let you take the heat by yourself. I'm going to be there with you. You've been faithful to me. I'm going to be faithful to you. Some of you have been going through the fire. Some of you are in the fire. Just start looking around and you're going to find that the Son of God is going to be right there with you. Nineveh needed a preacher. In Jonah chapter 3, Nineveh needed a preacher. The whole city was going to be destroyed. But God provided a preacher. You know the story about Jonah and the whale. When Jonah got out the whale, he went running in there. He declared, God's going to destroy this place if y'all don't repent. He was so convincing that the whole city repented. They put on sackcloths and ashes and they began to repent before God. They needed a preacher and God was faithful to provide it. The world is lost and on their way to hell and they need a savior and you and I must be the declarers of the savior of the world for God so loved the world.
that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So following the example of our faithful God, we should be faithful. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, listen to what it says. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. God wants you to be faithful as a steward. Now, stewardship is what we call giving. But in this particular scripture, it's not just in giving. Stewardship is in serving. Not just giving, but serving. It is required of us that we be faithful. Uh, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 13, but he that shall endure to the end shall be saved or will be saved. Now that word endure means he that is faithful. He that is faithful. I want to be faithful. A faithful man will abound with blessings according to Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 20. The word abound means to be well supplied, to be filled. The, the Proverbs says a faithful person is going to abound with blessings. A faithful person. Do you think it's God's love language? Do you think God loves it? My goodness, it sounds like it to me. And, and then Matthew chapter 25 verse 21 his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Faithful, are you faithful? Faithful in your prayer. Now, so now I'm going to get to nitty gritty here. As a, as a young Christian, I'm being very forthright with you. I was... Um, I was a shotgun Christian. Now simply what I mean by that is I would just, whatever hit me that day is what I'd do. Okay, so that day I might be in the mood to pray, so I was a prayer warrior that day. But I might not faithfully pray for another week. Uh, I, I, would, I would read the Bible but I, I'd kind of just shotgun whatever. And, 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 and so my spiritual development was pretty slack. Uh, just bottom line, I was getting what I was putting in. I, I wasn't really having consistency. I wasn't. I'm asking you today to be faithful. I, I want you to set a time between you and God I'm not asking you to pray for an hour a day. I'm not asking you to pray for any specific time other than I want you to seek God and say, God, what period of time can I give to you that you would be pleased with? Some of you are retired. When I, when I was a, a child, I would hear these dear saints of God, oh, praise the Lord, I prayed two hours last night and I'd think I was a heathen. I would. I'd go, man, I'm not praying two hours. They woke up at three in the morning. Uh, I don't want to wake up at three in the morning. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
But God knows what your schedule is. But you need to work it out with you and God and get faithful on that. Are you with me? So it might be first thing in the morning, 8 o'clock. It might be 5 o'clock in the morning. Whatever it is that you say, that's my time with you, Lord. And I, I, this is what God impresses upon you. Then do it every day. You're going to see that your spiritual life begins to skyrocket. Dedicate yourself to this book. Read the word of God every day. Get a Bible plan and do it. There is a great, a numbers of great Bible plans I can turn you on to, but read the Bible every day. If you don't, you're going to be like Barney Fife. What do you mean? You're going to have one bullet. Your one bullet is going to be, let me think, what, what did the preacher preach on last week? What did the preacher? And if it doesn't apply, then you don't even have the one bullet. Read the Bible every day so that when the devil comes against you, you go, uh-uh. No, 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 you're not going there. Because the word of God says, thus saith the word of God, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to be what God wants me to be. I'm going to be faithful. That's a little commercial there. We'll have certificates next week for everyone who has completed reading the Bible again in 2019. And we want to give those to you next week. You just have to walk up and, and get your certificate. Be faithful in church attendance, in tithing and giving, in reaching out. Be faithful in win, train, send. Be faithful in doing your part. Whatever that is, be faithful. Be faithful. Josh, how long you been married? 14 years. 14 years. That woman lived with you for 14 years? It's amazing. But I just want to tell you, I know Josh pretty good. If Josh came home and she wasn't there, maybe two days out the week, Josh would have a heart to heart. Come on. If, if Josh went to try to find her for advice and he could never get her on the cell phone, couldn't ever communicate with her, that marriage wouldn't be lasting. It's called unfaithfulness. I wonder how many times God would like to hear from us, and yet still we're busy doing busy. God doesn't mind sports. He doesn't mind cheerleading. He doesn't mind fishing. He doesn't mind hunting. He doesn't mind those things. But when you can do those, but you can never give time to him, that hurts the heart of God. Now, I just want to confess to you, I have to seek the Lord early. And the, the, the scripture says, early will I seek thee. It took me a long time to get my hard head adjusted to that. Come on. I'm not the only hard-headed person here. I believe there's wisdom in that. Why? Because I get busy. Once I get busy, I'll, I'll find myself at 
11 o'clock at night and then I don't feel like praying. Then I don't feel like reading and then I want to pass it off. So what I have to do is when I open up my eyes, get in touch with the Lord. I want to be faithful to him. I want to read the word of God early. Now early might not work for you because you might not be a morning person. But whatever works, be faithful in it. And life is going to change for your better when you're faithful to the Lord. I'm just about through. The reward of being faithful. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11 through 16. It's a long passage here. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful. Say it loud. And true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses. Hold on just a minute. The armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses. We're going to get, we're going to be a part of that. Clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with it should smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. There's going to come a time that you and I, if we're faithful, we're going to be able to ride with the king of kings and the Lord of lords. If we're faithful, I want you to be faithful. We will be like him, the Bible says, so we, because we will see him as he is. And, and then in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2, listen to this. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I want the choir to get ready to sing a song. I've asked them to do this song that is called I'm Sold Out. Now, it's bragging on God. It's bragging, uh, you know, how faithful God has been, how God doesn't let us down. But the songwriter then throws in, I'm sold out. My mind is made up. I am sold out. My mind is made up. In other words, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful through thick and thin. Let whatever happens, I'm going to be faithful. The faithfulness, the, the faithful are the ones that will go. The faithful will the ones that will be like him. The faithful ones will be the ones that are blessed. And I want to ask you in closing, how can you and I give him less than the best? How could we ever do that? What an insult it would be to give him less than the best. Now, I want you to just sit through the first part. In a minute, I'll ask you to stand. But I, I want you to do a little bit of sold out.
my mind is made up. Sing who can separate us. Who can separate us from the love of Jesus. Not death or life. Nor life. Jesus paid. Jesus paid the price. Now I'm free from sin. Oh, I am I've come through the fire, I've come through the rain, oh, but God, He never left my side, He's my comfort, come on, sing, I am, I am sold out, I've got a made up mind, I'm sold out, I'm sold out, sing it high. I'm going to ask everyone that would this last Sunday of the year I want you to make your way up here I want you to move forward just as fast as you possibly can do it I'm sold out in other words I'm faithful I'm going to be faithful to the end oh come all ye faithful joyful and triumphant come oh come all ye faithful Watch the love language of God blossom in your life. Your past, your problems, your failures, your weaknesses, your hurts. We're going to leave that 
in 2019. In fact, we're going to leave it on the 29th of December, 2019. It stops here. My mind's made up. My mind's made up. It's going to happen. Wow, I feel God in this place. If we had plenty of time today, I'm going to tell you, I could pass this mic around. Because I've talked to many of you when you've made a real commitment, when you've made real dedication to the Lord, how things have turned in your life. It's the love language of God. I turned you on to the truth today. The truth is God loves faithfulness. Um, Josh, I want to just brag on you just a minute. I'll brag on Josh and Kristen. In the time that I have known them, um, Kristen was a uh, integral part of our transition when we moved here. She befriended Julia and, um, and it helped. Julia didn't know anyone here moving into a new city. Kristen was a tremendous help. She started dating this guy right here. Didn't look like they were gonna make it for a little bit and then finally, love one. But Josh is a guy that I have found, I, I honestly believe I could call him at two o'clock in the morning and, and say, I broke down in Tennessee, don't know where I'm at. And Josh would say, let me get my clothes on, I'll find you. I really believe that. So he's endeared himself to me because he's just, he's that kind of person. But he's not just that to me. He's, he's that way to, I don't know anyone he's not that way to. Uh, he really is. So I'm ending today with this. If God today was to come and take the mic away from me and start talking about you and me, I wonder if God would be able to say, I can call on this one, I can call on that one, I can call on that one. No matter what I call them, they don't grumble, they don't complain, they do it. They're faithful. I want God to be able to, I want to be that person. I want to be that person. Whatever I have to do, God, I just want to please you. I want to be faithful. And that's what I want our goal to be from this day forward. God, however you want to use me. I might not even like how you use me. But if that's what you want to use me, I'm going to be faithful. My mind is made up. If you're not a Christian today, then much of what I've talked about doesn't apply. But it can if you just ask Jesus to forgive you and make up your mind. He will start pouring out blessings on you and he will be everything that I've preached about. He'll be that to you. Father God, I come to you today. 
I feel like that you laid on my heart a heavy message. A message that would cause men and women and young people and children to look inwardly. As I grew up, I would hear sermons like this that marked my life and made me look inward. I pray, dear God, today that every person under the sound of my voice would sincerely look inward right now. Dear God, I pray that our, our commitment will be more than a song and it'll be more than a word, more than a few sentences that we repeat. But I pray it will come from the depths of our heart. Dear Lord, from the 29th of December forward, our mind is made up. Use us however that you want to use us. We're going to be faithful. Lord, when we're tempted to be slack, when we're tempted to give you second best, please, Lord, through the power of the Holy Spirit, prompt us and help us to resist the temptation to give you anything but the best because you've certainly given us all the best. Now, dear Lord, I come to you as a pastor, but now we come to you as a body. Well, folks, in just a moment, I want you to pray. I've prayed over you, but I want you to pray. Don't lie to God. If you're really not gonna commit, don't tell him that, please. Don't lie to him. But I ask that you would really look inside and today, I hope that every person will find it in their spirit to say, God, I want to be faithful. And by your help and grace, I will be faithful. Now in your way, in your way, right now, in your own words, whether you pray outwardly or if you pray inwardly, I want you to make that with God. Would you pray right now, Lord God, Lord God, we seek your face. Lord God, there are people who will make New Year's resolutions, dear Lord, that won't last two days. There's people who will start diets that They'll break that within a week. There are people who will make commitments that they will break their commitments within short periods of time. Dear God, please let not one of us be that with you. Please, God, look on us right now. Please, God. As we look deep in our spirit, Lord, we're going to need your help because human nature doesn't want to be consistent. Human nature doesn't want to be faithful. Human nature wants to make excuses, but Lord, with your help, we're going to be more dedicated to reading your word. With your help, we're going to be more dedicated to prayer. With your help, we're going to be 
more dedicated to service, whether it's teaching or greeting or ushering or whatever that you tell us to do. Lord, we make a commitment because we're sold out. Now, I surrender all. Here it is, Lord. I surrender all. I surrender everything to you. Lord, if there's anyone who isn't a Christian, please help them right now to say, please forgive me of all of my sins. Change my life. Save my soul. And let my life be what you'd have it to be. In Jesus' name, amen. If everyone would look this way. I knew when the Lord gave me this message and early in this message that God was just trying to speak into our spirit. Last Sunday was one of those jubilant services and man, it was, it was just high powered. But I don't want you to discount what God has done today. God has spoken into our spirits. I want you to hear that I wasn't preaching to you. I was preaching to us. Pastor Al Sims wants to be a better pastor. I want to be a better Christian. I want to be a better Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.